Cardboard Nation. Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, my friend and partner in crime, Ivan Lovegren, sitting in as your co-host. We've got James Gale behind the scene, managing all the tech. One quick housekeeping note. Apparently, we did something to get ourselves suspended from Periscope. Uh which I am totally confused by. We've been doing this for like five years and I don't know what's going on. So I'm really hoping some tool didn't, uh, you know, just hate on us for no reason. Um, but if you could let Periscope and Twitter know that you're not able to watch your favorite hobby show, which you have been forever, uh, that would be great. We would really appreciate it. But Back to the business at hand because we got a big show tonight. Ivan, what's going on? Not too much. I'm just getting all that information out in on Twitter as well because that is still our aggregation platform for entries. Yeah, that what? still works, right? Yeah, all the crazy giveaways that we have. Um, we're, we got so much on the show tonight, mainly because it's like Panini just backed up the truck and Upper Deck just backed up the truck to your house this week pretty much, right, Rob? Yep. When I saw a six-pound package coming, I was like, Palooza. Yep. So we've got a whole lot of stuff to give away tonight. So that said, you still need to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash live. And while you're there, yeah, just drop a little line at Periscope and say, uh, we're pretty sure these guys are legit. They don't curse too much. Um, and we definitely support all all people, all races, and all all beliefs. So just shoot them a little note, though we're also appealing that because we know it's so easy for so many of you to watch us through the twi Twitter platform. But if not, please check us out right now on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, uh, all the other live platforms. Give us some likes wherever you're watching. And uh, we've got a great show, a lot of hobby going on. I wish I could tilt the camera and just show all the hobby going on on my desk right now. <laughs> um, and I know we've got a great poll, but I, I just wanted to throw up one one really fun thing I'm doing. A, it's not a poll, it's just a respond, but I opened a, a small $10 pack of cards and I pulled two PC cards and it got me thinking, what would you rather have two PC cards that don't add up to the cost of the pack or a hit that's worth twice the pack. So that's just some, some content I've got going on. Just saying that there's a lot of sports cards going on right now. That's all. Absolutely. Well, let's so. go get to go. The go GTS live Q of the week poll is if you could grant one more trading card company, MLB license, who would it be? And Upper Deck is absolutely running away with this poll with 240 people weighing in with an hour left, six, almost 63% voting for Upper Deck. Uh, Panini in a distant second at 30.4%. Uh, Leaf chugging in at five, Onyx at 1.7. Be interesting to see if uh, we can skew these numbers uh, at all uh, well, over Rob, the course I of the show. I've actually got an interesting observation on that as well. I noticed you did not do them in alphabetical order, and I noticed that the poll results literally go from the top down. So I am just a little curious, too, if it's not a case of people seeing a company they like and just clicking vote, you know, just 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 analyzing the data here a little bit. Because um, I don't remember the last time we had a poll that went in exactly 60, 35, 2, like, 
it's literally top to bottom, right? Do you see? Yeah. That? Are you looking? Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting stuff. But I had a conversation earlier today, and we were talking a bit before the show about all the licenses that are out there still that don't have a trading card. Um, and you know, we've been talking a lot about soccer lately, or at least I have, and you've been listening kindly, right? Um, and you know, the minor league, uh, sort of the minor minor league of soccer, the in Great Britain. There's a big story today about a 17-year-old getting signed from uh, Birmingham City. Well, Birmingham City doesn't have any cards yet. Fulham doesn't have any cards. That entire minor league uh, or or smaller league in Great Britain doesn't have cards. And I was just thinking, there's a license that any of those companies could go after and pick up, you know, with demand what it is. What do you think? What do you think is still missing a big license like that, Rob? Uh, X Games. Hmm. Um, Nathan's hot dog eating contests. Do you think that has enough to support an, an entire license? Because you do see those guys show up in in. Think uh, of the memorabilia cards: regurgitated hot dogs. And now I know why we got banned from Periscope. <laughs> um. Let's see. What else? Um, I've been hearing a lot about F one lately. Because I guess in just the past couple of years, they they used to be ruled by a sort of dictator. And he finally got removed after like 40 years, and they're saying it's much more fan appealing now. Bernie F- Ecclestone? What is it? I don't empty? know. I don't know that much. I think Futera. If anybody does an F1 set, my money's on Futera. They'd make it good. That's for sure. I bought yeah, they, a Futera card this week. They would know what they're doing. I'm pretty excited waiting for it to come in. So... Is it a it's a soccer card or is it a Futera Onyx card? It's a Futera Unique, which isn't that a co-brand with Onyx? Uh, or is that separate? Uh, unique is n- is definitely separate. Unique oh. is their uh, uh, f- soccer products. Well, that explains why Onyx didn't retweet it. Thank you, Onyx. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I did. I bought a uh, a Kubo, the Japanese Messi. Um. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Excited for it to come in. It's numbered to thirty nine, and that's Where's another it that's an example. From? Uh, it's coming from the U.S. somewhere. Uh, oh, it was actually cool. well. Here's the funny thing. You want to get into more hobby hot water? It was a, a Rick Probstein auction. Oh, and I'm. Is I it mean, trimmed? I've seen I've seen the evidence each way on the shill bidding side. I've seen lots of lots of things, but. I got it for 60% of my max bid, and I know one other person who bid on it. When I look at the final two bids, I actually know one of the two others, and the other one has 0% bid activity with that seller. So I'm like, I I don't feel shilled. Did it just slip through the cracks or like, I don't know. Obviously, I was just joking about it being trimmed. Unfortunately, uh, Probstein was one of the companies caught up in the whole trimmed scandal and... Mm -hmm. You never know. I mean, that that whole thing is just a conundrum in and of itself, and it's unfortunate that um, some good companies' names got dragged into that quagmire. But because I don't think we'll ever know like what was really ever going on there. I could, you know, stranger things have happened, and the FBI's come out of nowhere to, um indict people and 
start big operations and make them public, but I don't think I don't think we're ever going to be able to get to the bottom of that. Um, I'd like to believe that there was no conspiracy, though. You know what I mean? Like widespread conspiracy. Yeah, um, but, but maybe it'd be nice I'm just if the FBI could actually produce something to that effect. Right. You know, <laughs> like that's what I've been waiting other. for this whole time is like, let's actually get an answer. You kind of trust the FBI to be investigating it. I guess maybe they have bigger things right now. Who knows? Yeah. No, I mean, when you see a Probstein auction, I mean, y- you know, it's legit and they've always got great cards and they're usually graded pretty well. And um, yeah, they're one of the staples in the hobby. So. So anyways, uh, we have a packed show tonight and we're going to spend the first 10 minutes just catching up on just general stuff. <laughs> I think it's yeah, I mean, wow. A lot going on this week. I was mm-hmm. I was surprised at just how much great content was just pouring out of everywhere it seemed. So uh why don't we get to some of that? And this segment that we like to call hobby happenings where we take a look at news notes and nuggets from around the web and this hobby that we love so much. And we start things off with the Derek Jeter retrospective collection from Topps will undoubtedly deliver cards of Jeter's most memorable moments from his playing career. But one of the cards currently featured commemorates Jeter's unbelievable dive into the stands in a game against Boston. Watch Jeter talk about it himself. The photographer's pit at the old Yankee Stadium was all cement. Me being such a smart player, I figured when I was going to make that catch that uh, my best route after I caught, I knew I was going to go in the stands. I thought I would just jump over the photographer's pit and land in the lap of a friendly fan. There's 50-some thousand people at Old Yankee Stadium, and unfortunately, I landed in the one seat where there was no fan. You know, I think the thing that made that moment so special is because of the opponent, you know, with playing Boston. Throughout my career, Boston was our, it goes without saying that they're our biggest rival. Here we are in the middle of the summer. We were first place, they were second place. And, uh, you know, these games back in the day, it was like, seemed like it was do or die. Catching a pop-up was, was not uh, difficult to do. It was the aftermath was the problem. I've been fortunate to play a long time. And I've had a lot of great moments. These are the ones that stand out the most. Well, Uncle Jimmy's impeccable collecting tastes are already paying off for the heirs to his renowned collection that was recently unveiled. The first of six autographed Babe Ruth 1933 Gaudi baseball cards from the Uncle Jimmy collection sold over this past weekend for $153,400. Yes, the first of six. While the six autographed Ruth cards are the crown jewels of the collection, they do represent just a small fraction of items coming to market over the next year. 
I wish I had an Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> Fox 43 stopped by Wheatland's Lancaster, Pennsylvania offices for a closer look. Check it out. Baseball cards are a hobby for some and a business for others. But no matter what, they're each individual pieces of history. And as Andrew Callista tells us, one of the best collections ever is calling Lancaster County home for now. So these are just some of the envelopes that the, would be returned to Uncle Jimmy from the players. Uncle Jimmy sounds like just a name, but now it means so much more in the sports world. Baseball cards, autographs, and memorabilia that came from one man's personal collection. Definitely one of the biggest finds and discoveries of unknown collections ever. James Machoni, a blue collar North Jersey guy known as Uncle Jimmy, had a lifelong affair with baseball. And when he passed away earlier this year at age 97, his family discovered a bounty of baseball history worthy of Cooperstown. It was like walking through the Baseball Hall of Fame, going through everything. And his collection and the name Uncle Jimmy collection is going down forever in the, the accolades of the sports card industry. They put Uncle Jimmy collection on top of every autographed item. Wheatland Auction Services in Lancaster specializes in sports memorabilia and is managing the auctioning of the Uncle Jimmy collection, a daunting task for this diamond mine. You know, our staff had to comb through every single box. Boom, there's a $10,000 item, there's a $20,000 item, there's a $2,000 item. That's what a Jackie Robinson 1949 Bowman rookie supposed to look like with that old bright color. People to know who Uncle Jimmy is and to want to be a part of the story, to want to be a part of the collection um, has been extremely rewarding for us. The collection has garnered international clout and there is a Bambino sized reason why. It's a story that uh, people, even if they're not baseball card collectors or sports fans, uh, love to hear about. What was released to, to the industry was photographs and images of the first six Babe Ruth cards that were autographed. But those cards in general, they're different than a normal card. They're, um, they're colorful and they're more works of art than photographs of players. So August 23rd, 1942 was a game the Yankees had to raise money uh, for the, the World War II and our battle to help raise money for the Army and Navy. So Uncle Jimmy went to this game. Uh, Babe Ruth and Walter Johnson both came out of retirement to play. And Babe Ruth actually hit two home runs before the Yankees and uh, Senators played a doubleheader. From ticket stubs to Jackie Robinson with Mickey Mantle and Lou Gehrig, this is a true snapshot of history. We were able to piece together stories for the family that they didn't even know. Then in 1947, when Uncle Jimmy came back from serving in the war, Babe Ruth had cancer and they had Babe Ruth Day at Yankee Stadium. Said his final words and, and passed away a few months after, and that's the game ticket. It's been a wonderful family to work with, and um, it'll be a little sad to see it come to an end also. It brought back our love for baseball and why we got into it and why we love America's pastime. Some auctions will end on Sunday. Right now, a signed 33 Sultan of Swat Gowdy goes for nearly 100000 And if you need more time to gather to credit, there is much more to come. The sky's the limit. You know, we, we don't know. It's going to be fun to watch and see. Watching history come alive is amazing. In East Lampeter Township, Lancaster County, Andrew Clista, Fox 43. Incredible. It never gets old. Well, those who've spent the last 20 years traveling the country buying thousands of cases and boxes from America's basements, storage units, and former card stores we're starting to wonder if a sealed 1986-87 Fleer basketball wax case still existed. 
Even rising prices for the Michael Jordan rookie cards they contained didn't seem to shake anything from the trees until now. Sports Collectors Daily reports that the holy grail of basketball wax has revealed itself, tucked away for 33 NBA seasons. A full case with the Wisconsin distributor's name and address stamped on top has been consigned to collect auctions where it will enter the open market, where I should say it entered the open market this past Monday with a minimum bid of $250,000. The consigner is Jeremy Fritch. Yep, that Fritch of Fritch Cards in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and it was actually the only case they owned. Collect Auctions, located a short drive from the Fritch offices, has sold numerous vintage unopened boxes and cases from the company's once huge unopened inventory in the past, most all purchased in the original year of issue. Talking with Steve Hart, owner of Baseball Card Exchange and leading authenticator of Opened Wax, he told Sports Collectors Daily, The last time I knew of a sealed 86-87 FLIR case even hitting the market was in the late 1990s. I personally haven't handled a sealed case since the late 80s and didn't think one still existed. When pressed on the case's worth, he believes it will surpass the $1 million mark. Wait. Hold on. Back that up. Sports Collectors Daily has just tweeted that current bidding, including buyer's premium, is already over $1.5 million. Do I hear $2 million? How high will it go? Stay tuned. You want to know the crazy part about that story is that you can actually buy a box from a not-sealed case for about $90,000 today, maybe less. So you do the math. That yep. seal on the case means a lot. Uh, Sports Collectors Daily is also reporting, oh, an FBI alert. Apparently, FBI agents raided the property of a Michigan man suspected of creating and selling phony artwork and sports-related items over a period of several years. Note, this is just a raid. There have been no charges issued yet. But an affidavit filed in federal court this week indicates the FBI's target was 60-year-old Donald D.B. Henkel, a local artist. The story published by the Detroit News indicated that individuals in other states are also under scrutiny by investigators. A 4,000-square-foot barn there is what FBI agents suspect was used as a forgery factory, according to the story. Agents believe that's where skillfully forged artwork as well as sports and entertainment memorabilia were produced over a lengthy period of time. The affidavit indicates agents found the building filled with art supplies, paintings, and other artwork that appears to be in progress, as well as baseball bats, baseballs, and other memorabilia. Among the items agents were looking for were bank records, forged artwork, and counterfeit sports memorabilia, including items supposedly linked to Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and Willie Mays. No, not these Wheaties boxes. This was just the quickest photo we could find with all three on it. They were also seeking supplies that would help produce the items, including bats, balls, lathing tools, grease pencils, and shellac. Steve Grad of Beckett Authentication Services said, quote, I think this is one of the biggest forgers in the entire history of the business. This guy's been around forever. 
I first started detecting his stuff probably around 2002 or 03 when I was at PSA. We figured out his forgery style of Babe Ruth pretty quickly, end quote. Grad said that authenticators and at least some auction companies have long been aware of Henkel and his methods, but by using others to submit or consign items on his behalf, he was able to push phony but realistic-looking items into the market. Quote, Christy Mathewson bought baseballs, Babe Ruth signed bats, game-used bats. This guy could do it all. He manufactured game bats. He got the lengths right, the specs, everything. I would call him a master forger. The feds really didn't open their eyes on him until about 2008 or 2009. I've been begging them to look at him for years. He went to great lengths to make up provenance. He would use couples or older people to front items uh, that he had created. Grad believes there are still sports items created by Henkel that are bought and sold in the marketplace. Yeah. But this week's raid could at least put an end to additional bogus material entering the hobby. Quote, it's a great day. I can't tell you how happy I am to see this happen. There are a few more big chunks that need to fall, but he is one of the biggest of all time. Good news and bad news all in the same sentence, right? Wow. Well, here's something you don't see every day. A trading card manufacturer directly selling another manufacturer's trading card products. That's right. The online shop of historic autographs now apparently carries a selection of items from Topps and Panini. And what's more, for every $99 you spend, you get a free autographed 8x10 baseball photograph authenticated by Beckett. Check them out online for more details. Mail days in the hobby are great no matter how old you are, but unexpected mail days from a manufacturer are even better. Watch this. Hey everybody, Baseball Card Chronicles here, back with another video. And today I probably have the craziest mail day I've ever gotten. The best card I've ever gotten, definitely. So, let's get right into it. This is not it. Uh, but this is still very nice. Terry Leach, through the mail autograph. Very nice. Signed. I sent one card and got the card back. Um, I think this is a weak return. So, very nice. But, the big boy. I open up my mailbox and I see package from Onyx Authenticated. And I open up the package and this note is inside. Hi Jake, we thought you might we thought you might like this better than an up, unopened box. Good luck with the site and appreciate the positive feedback. Lance Fisher, he is actually the president of Onyx. I just sent them some fan mail. I said, you know, I love your um, site. I love your cards and that kind of stuff. I drew a picture in there. And um, I got this. <laughs> Jason Dominguez on card autograph. I, I seriously almost passed out when I opened this thing. I almost passed out. I mean, it's insane. I can't believe it. Just for sending some fan mail. I mean, man, you could spend thousands of dollars in Bowman and not get a Dominguez Auto. And I sent some fan mail. And I got this. I mean, thank you so much, Onyx. Really awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I don't really have anything else to say. Just 
Thank you, Mr. Leach, and thank you, Mr. Fisher, for this incredible. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and I'll see you all next time. Very cool from Lance Fisher and Onyx Authenticated there. Hey, we told you there was a ton of hobby content today on the show. This next story ran on NBC25 in Michigan. Apparently, some former players and team managers from the University of Michigan recently launched a new platform called the Players Trunk. The site allows former NCAA athletes to sell their game-used memorabilia direct to consumers without the hassle, fees, and time associated with traditional auction houses. Watch this video. The managers for a college team often get overlooked, despite the long hours and hard work on a daily basis. A couple of Michigan managers, plus another from Syracuse, are stepping into the spotlight, once again helping athletes, but this time, it's the little guys in charge. There are a lot of fans around the world who want some exclusive Michigan The managers for a college team often get overlooked, despite the long hours and hard work on a daily basis. Started the website The Players Trunk, an online store where former college athletes can sell official apparel directly to fans or collectors. We just want to create the platform to give these players the chance to make money. There's clearly a market for this, you know. Fans and customers are, you know, showing their appreciation. The three co-founders are current or former college basketball managers. And as of one week ago, they've turned into business managers. I know I, I just spent two hours at the post office. Hunter's been back and forth three times today already. The managers say the biggest key to early success has been two additional co-founders, former Wolverines Charles Matthews and Xavier Simpson. Their experience, their connections, their knowledge has been... Uh, beneficial to us in ways we can't even explain and we definitely couldn't, couldn't be in this place without their help. The site has been fully operational for one week with more than two dozen athletes listing shoes, jerseys, and memorabilia. Charles Matthews sold one of like his um, retro uniforms that like Michigan's only brought out once against Michigan State. So it's really just and likely no one is happier that about that than Joe Rocker. His, stuff his in, love uh, of the team store. You know, in terms of a target market, it's anyone from you know, the college, you know, fraternity brother looking for, you know, a team practice jersey that they can wear to, you know, a pregame tailgate on campus to a fan who's looking for that, you know, signature piece in their collection in their man cave. The guys say the plan is to make this their full-time job one day, but at this point, it's just about growth. Next steps are continuing to grind just like we did to start this thing and get more and more players. I think that's our number one priority right now. At this moment, the most expensive item on the site is in Charles Matthews' trunk. It's his chair from the Final Four in San Antonio, signed by the entire team. It is currently listed at $20,000. Mike? Well, Rock's Dugout in Wichita, Kansas, is one of the oldest sports card shops in the country. And if you've ever had the opportunity to meet owner Joe Rock Rocco, one of the nicest guys in the hobby. Um, you'd remember him. He grew up in New York, but went to Kansas for college and never went back to the East Coast. He opened Rock's Dugout in 1977. <laughs> Recently, the local public radio station paid him a visit. 
watch and listen to this. And likely no one is happier about that than Joe Rocco. His love of the game led him to open Rock's Dugout more than 40 years ago. The store at North Rock Lanes in Wichita is jammed with baseball cards, sports memorabilia, and stories, which Joe tells in a voice still thick with his native Bronx accent. He bought his first baseball cards nearly 70 years ago at his great uncle's candy store in Brooklyn. I would get cards and my brother would get uh, ice cream sundae. Well, I was always impressed with these cards. I, I followed the Yankees and I wanted to try to get as many Yankees as I possibly could. In 1956, I saw a grown man buy a whole box of cards. Now there were 24 packs in a box at a nickel a pack, it's a dollar 20. And I said, man, I hope someday I could afford to spend a dollar 20 buy a whole box of cards. <laughs> Little did I know I'd be selling boxes of cards that are as high as $1,500. You said one thing you like about this business is you never know what's gonna come through the door. And then one day a guy came through the door with a ball he bought at a garage sale. Tell me that story about, about him. Back in 2004, a man came in with a brown bag of baseballs and he takes one of them out and there is the most gorgeous Babe Ruth baseball. And I said, well, where'd you get this? And he said, well, we just came from a garage sale on the west side of Wichita. I asked the lady how much are the baseballs and she said, how many are in the bag? And she said, three, give me three bucks. We sent it off, comes back guaranteed authentic. And I told him I would offer him $25,000 for the ball. So the guy took it. So I then took the ball, put it on a national auction, and I got $30,590. And uh, I wish I had that baseball back, because I think that baseball now would be worth over $100,000. Is there one item that you come across in your business and in your work that you, that you would just love to own that you don't own now? Besides the Babe Ruth baseball, a complete set of 1953 Bowman baseball. I, I traded it back in 1982 for a grandfather clock. I still have the grandfather clock, but it doesn't work. And I wish I had those 53 Bowman baseball cards because they were beautiful and perfectly mint cards. Yeah, I made mistakes in my day. Even with the occasional error, Joe Rocco still loves his job. That's awesome. Congrats to Joe Rocco on the success and can, of his business and continued health to you, sir. Well, when was the last time you saw Pete Rose pictured on a Topps baseball card? Well, the answer is 1991 for his portrayal of Ty Cobb in the made-for-TV movie Babe Ruth. However, this week, Beckett wrote that astute collectors have pointed out that the answer to that trivia question is now actually 2020. Wait, what? What? Lifetime ban, MLB? All right, well, it's 
it isn't technically a Pete Rose card per se, but it's pretty clear that it's baseball's all-time hits leader on a 2020 top series two insert. It's part of decades best and its Chrome counterpart. Card number DB58 is dedicated to the World Series champions, 1980 Philadelphia Phillies team. And as the Beckett article points out, Rose is pictured with a couple of teammates. You can only see his back and not his face. And if the slightly obscured name and number on the back of his jersey aren't enough, Rose's hair should be a major giveaway. Uh, Rose's appearance has led to not only increased intrigue in the Phillies card, but higher prices as well. As collectors have been discovering their inclusion, the card has spiked. It was initially trending in the $20 to $30 range for the regular version. And since the publishing of this article, however, prices have shot to over $100 in some cases. When 2020 Top Series 2 came out a couple weeks ago, it could be had for under 2 bucks. Will prices remain this high? Probably not. Although expect to pay a little bit of a premium. But obviously the novelty value is certainly there. Thanks, Beckett, for this week's article. Between that and the Andrew McCutcheon, the Phillies are really the team to get in breaks, huh? No, no doubt. Think about it. Sports Collectors Daily reports that according to the union's annual report with the U.S. Labor Department, Tops paid the Major League Baseball Players Association $18,768,000 in licensing fees in 2019. The figure... Speaking of tops, we have a request for candy. The figure represents a $5.6 million increase from 2018 and more than $7 million more than in 2017. The Major League Baseball Players Association receives more money from tops than any other licensee. Sounds like it's good for the baseball card industry, at least. While Topps continues its long-standing deal as MLB's exclusive partner, which gives it the right to use Major League Baseball and team logos and nicknames on its products, the MLBPA deal is not exclusive. According to the report, Panini America said uh, Panini America paid the union over 2.8 million in 2019 as the company continues to print cards of players for its baseball products. Interesting. Well, speaking of Panini and in other league licensing news, Panini America announced that they will continue making college-focused trading cards for the foreseeable future. After reaching a contract extension with collegiate licensing company CLC, Panini called it a long-term arrangement. Panini and CLC originally partnered in 2015. Collegiate licensing company vice president David Kirkpatrick said, we've been impressed by the creativity, innovation, and value that Panini America has delivered to our partner institutions and the collegiate space in just five short years. And we look forward to working with them as they continue pushing the category to new heights. We entered this partnership on behalf of our client institutions back in 2015 with high hopes on the new direction, and we are pleased to say those expectations have been exceeded. So, Rob, I know this is a trading card show, but this next tweet from Paul Lesko said Upper Deck 
and I thought that we should probably talk about it. What do you think? Oh, fair enough. Okay, well, apparently, uh, Paul discovered that Upper Deck just received a patent entitled Abstract for Card-Like Structure and Connector Toys for Building. So I guess Upper Deck is going head-to-head with Lego? Or maybe being located so close to them, they're going in with Lego. Who knows? I think we're going to have to do a wait and see on this one to find out what it actually is, but definitely consider me intrigued. I have high hopes. Well, it's happened again. And while it's not an Uncle Jimmy collection, but really what is, I mean, come on. (laughs) One family's heirloom collection of tobacco cards is set for auction. Passed down through three generations, Sports Collectors Daily reports that a large collection of tobacco cards is about to enter the market for the first time. Leland says it has received the consignment, which includes over 1,300 cards, including numerous Hall of Famers, all graded by the consigner through SGC. Dubbed the Generation T Collection, the group includes over 400 T206 cards with five featuring Ty Cobb, nearly 400 T205s with two Cobbs, one in SGC5, and nearly 20 T227s with four Cobbs, as well as cards from the T202, 201, E98, E95, and E96 sets, among others. Most of the cards will be presented in the Leland's Fall Classic auction, but about 15 lots will be in the company's Midsummer Pop-Up auction, which runs from July 19th Hmm. through August 2nd. Cool. In an online development, uh, trying to curb the use of bots and create a more equitable online buying experience for consumers... Tops is employing a raffle-based system for the release of its latest online exclusive, Tops Finest Flashbacks. Uh, if you haven't already, it may still be available. The window may have closed. We aren't quite sure. But after creating and or signing into your Tops account, check for Web Forms Online Exclusive Finest Flashbacks at the bottom of the My Account page on the Tops site image shown below. If you click that link, it takes you to the raffle entry. And if that's no longer available, at least refresh that page from time to time to see if this system continues. Yeah, it ended at 1 p.m. Eastern time today, but I imagine that this is going to be something they will continue doing moving forward. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Um. Lots going on there. Wow. What, what were there, like five <laughs> videos in that segment? Yeah. Uh, I thought we went on long in the intro. Man, that was like a 30-minute hobby happenings. Yeah. A ton going on. Uh, what caught your eye? Well, the first thing, I, I alluded just a little bit earlier to I opened a um, blister or brick, whatever you call it, of uh, Series 2. And I was thinking specifically about that Pete Rose card when I said would you rather have a $20 hit or two PC cards Um, pretty crazy how that went down Um, I've been starting to wonder just a little bit like you know are those things on purpose do you think or are they really just just oversights I think they're on purpose you do I do I do I I love it Um, anytime a manufacturer can 
create secondary market value for a piece of cardboard with ink on it that doesn't include any asset material in the form of memorabilia or autograph, that's a win for them. And it's something that they strive to do all the time. And it's a challenge in this spoiled era of memorabilia and autographs in which we're in. So even though it may only be temporary, heck, you pull a you know a, an insert card and be able to sell it right now for close to a hundred bucks, if not more, depending on how long this thing lasts. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, you're happy if you're not a Phillies fan and want to get rid of it. Um, yeah, I and think if you they are look, a Phillies fan, you're extra happy. Yeah, I think I think they look for opportunities like that. I could be wrong, but you never know. Well, I was also thinking about that because in the past two days, I've seen two different basketball cards from Panini that had one player on the front and then the back of a different player's card, um, notably a graded one from Mosaic. So, you know, you, you also always wonder, did somebody just play with the photography? But there was a graded one from Mosaic with Kobe White from the Bulls on the front and a Giannis and Titicupo back from the Milwaukee Bucks. Think about that. A card like that, you know, yep. depending on the pairing. Exactly. On purpose? By accident. Hmm. I wanted to give a hat tip to um, Rich Miller at Sports Collectors Daily, uh, one of the hardest working men in the hobby. Uh, his article about the FBI raid on D.B. Henkel and then Steve Grad's quotes uh, should send chills through higher end collectors because um, hold on one second let's see if I can find it here um, well I don't want to make a mess of this stack of books but <laughs> a guy who wrote a book um, once said it doesn't have to be real it just has to be authenticated and that's a terrifying reality in our hobby, if you actually think about it, because we are beholden to the experts and the science and opinion of authenticating. And knowing that mm -hmm. this guy has just filled the market with top-notch stuff for years. So even on this show, we've reported on incredible, incredible pieces of history and we can only hope that, you know, Mirrors and PSA and everybody else involved in authenticating game used and autographs and whatnot. Um, it's at the end of the day, it's an opinion, right? But it's an opinion with some weight to it because of the level of expertise. But man. well, and that's that's the balance is you need the opinion to have weight. You know, I've been tweeted a bunch about, oh, what about this grading company? What about that grading company from some very, very small upstarts, not like the CGCs of the world that we were talking about last week. And if you go to a grading company site and it says create your own label, like custom, you know, create your own custom grading, like it's not going to hold any weight. Right. So there needs to be, obviously at the end of the day, there is some, I don't want to say guessing, but generally, if if nine out of ten people that do this full time agree, you know, we can all move forward. But 
it, it can be really tough when you've got, you know. I I steered this um, segment yeah. to to the sports side. There was a lot involving art as well. One gallery in New York, a smaller gallery, five hundred thousand dollars. They're out, you know, in in mm-hmm. bogus art purchased as a result of this guy's work. I mean. So it'll be interesting to see what the follow-up is. I, I certainly hope that charges are filed and that swift justice <laughs> takes place because this guy has just, he's got to get out of here, man. <laughs> well, he can't have his stuff in the market. So they haven't made it yet, the film about Henkel. But I will tell you, and everyone watching, and you know, yell up from the rooftops, there is one of the most incredible documentaries it is in german but about uh it's called beltracci the art of forgery okay about the life of german art forger wolfgang beltracci who has i think he got reported as like 20 million in forgery and he says they only saw five percent of what he like they've only found five percent of what he forged wow but the incredible part of this film, uh, I watched it real late at night. It's on YouTube, actually. You can watch the entire thing just on YouTube. Is there's some incredible commentary on the types of systems you're talking about? Because he his forgery sold through some of the biggest art houses, some of the biggest auction houses. They're in some of the biggest museums. Some of the greatest experts authenticated them. So it's a very interesting look at the system they can perpetuate that and something that we always do need to hold a, hold a lens up to. Um, gosh, we're, we're on, we're in hobby philosophy mode tonight. I know we've got a lot to go on, but well, it really makes me think like when we talk about PSA, we need you to get these out faster. Yeah. But we also do need them to do it right. Like where's yeah, the balance? Exactly. Can you uh, hire 37 experts in a span of three months? You know, like what's the, what's the balance? I guess we'll have to find out maybe the hard way. I don't know. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about, too, was it's not often we get the curtain unveiled on the financial ledger side of the Tops company. So imagine starting 2019 off basically already $19 million in debt before you've ever sold one baseball card. Or trading card. Well, is that what, is that wait, how that hold, reads though? Yes. Well, no. I think the license fees are paid throughout the year. Is is but it, just follow me here. Mm-hmm. So when you saw that figure, Ivan, you know, and we talk about licensing fees and licenses and blah blah, is that eighteen point seven million dollars? Is that higher or lower than you thought? that they would pay I thought I thought it was about 20 okay I can't remember why or or where or why but I thought it was about 20 okay so it's kind of in line for me but what what I was hinting at was the way the article was written it sounded like they that fee is not flat that fee is more of a percentage of sales or production maybe Something along those lines. So that's why I was just saying you don't start the year off and and win that far. It's more like if they do really well, then it's a higher number. Right? I would think so. I would think so. 
but knowing that when we sit down at um, various meetings as a distributor, you know, Top says this is no, I can share this. That they, they talked about this at uh, their conference. They they set a percentage increase, you know, that they plan on on doing. So they're able to they're able to know ballpark what that number is if they meet their goal. So in essence, though, they still are like, okay, before we even see dollar one of profit, we know that we've got to pay this much money out just for the MLB license. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I find it very fascinating because I think that there's, you know, there's really only a couple of companies that could afford things like that and that's panini america and uh and tops um i'm not sure if, if i mean i know the nhl one is probably much smaller i have no idea the financials of upper deck but i'm wondering if if the license was to become uh negotiated again based on the, the volume that's being done do you i mean do you think there's even it's even a possibility for Upper Deck, given some of their former cash flow woes, to dive back in to the licensed market. I have no idea. You know, I'm not privy to to their financials, but that's well, a pretty when, that's a pretty hefty figure. There is it, there's also financing when it comes to business and that sort of thing. Creating that's a true. financing yeah, plan obviously. and going out to you know the the right investors. It's not like it's not like they have to write a check and yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, some years back, I believe Tops was acquired by a, a private fund. You know, is that the type of thing where the private fund says, "Hey, throwing that money up front is going to help us build this company to where it is," you know, today versus, you know, who knows? I don't know when the last slow year was. So I don't know. There are a lot of considerations there and, and workarounds versus just saying. Um, and I've. Believe me, I have none of these numbers, but you know, our our EBITDA last year was a hundred million, so we can't spend twenty million of that on one single license. You know, that's not exactly the same workaround as you know figuring out, hey, over five years, if we amortize this license cost, and during that five years, we can build up the products that we're selling to this much of a profit level. You know, that's that's what the people reason, get paid the medium bucks for, right? The reason I find it interesting is because a lot of times you get collectors that say, oh, they did this for a cash grab. Do we really need this many products? This, that, and the other thing. And I just go, you know what? It's expensive. If you want to have top baseball cards, you have to put up with some of these other things wow. that you may not like. Online <laughs> exclusives. Too many products if you think that there are too many. Things of that nature. Because it's an expensive business. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, this is a, a thing that I, probably a dead horse from from my perspective at this point because it's it's like one they are companies in the business of making money, but what we see we see demand for every cash grab. Um, we see that collectors like myself are still complaining that they can't get enough product. Yep. <laughs> um, and within that, like one of the most recent ones that I saw people say, oh, this is just a cash grab was the Bowman first edition. And it's like, remember when that came out? It came out when they were giving nothing else to keep shops afloat. When there was right. no other, pro like it wasn't necessarily, that was probably the arguably 
you know, I didn't even like it as a product necessarily, but it was arguably the most gracious thing Tops has ever done. <laughs> you know, yeah, they made some money on it, but they gave Tops direct customers the ability to buy, you know, in advance and have something coming in during that time when there was no product going out. So I don't know. I know. I know. I know. It's easy, it's easy to just react. Absolutely. Well, lots, lots to digest there. We hope you enjoyed uh, Hobby Happenings because certainly a lot going on, a lot to think and talk about. But uh, let's look at uh, some product for ourselves as we dive into our live box break segments uh, tonight. We have one, two, three, four, five products, uh, including uh, what we're going to kick off with Upper Deck Stature NHL hockey cards. And then it's a bit of a Panini Break of Palooza with Absolute Baseball, Chronicles Soccer, Chronicles Draft Pick Collegiate Football Cards, and Luminance NFL Football Cards. Total SRP tonight. Any any guesses? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you simply because I know the amount. $1,250 in current SRP. Wow. So here is Stature, brand new to the Upper Deck product portfolio this year. What are we going to find in Stature, Ivan? Well, I don't know what Just we're going little. to. Just a little. What 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 are the hits? Well, what we're what we're what we're getting is one autographed or one autographed patch card, one rookie card numbered to 399, and one additional autograph numbered rookie numbered parallel or insert card in addition to a couple of parallels and base cards. Okay. So it's a high-end product with premium card stock. Uh, this is just one pack with eight cards. Um, a 100 card veterans and legends base set and a 100-card rookie set. Now, it says... (laughs) This is a funny piece of copy. It says 100-card Veterans Legends base set and 100 of the best rookies in the game today. (laughs) I mean, how many teams are there? What is 100 of the best rookies? like? We're going to find out, apparently. All right, here Um, we go. That said, some really cool hard-signed autograph parallels kick things off with a base card of Toronto Maple Leafs legend Doug Gilmore. Nice rainbow a rainbow foil card stock. Uh, base card of Jonathan Marischal. Very nice. Wow, how thick do, how thick are those? 35 point. Oh, they are. They look they look much heftier than thirty five point. Let's see. Like I've got a I've got a thirty five point card right here, right? Top sp- top space or is that twenty? Top's chrome is thirty five. Um, let's see. It's not fifty five. It looks like it's a little bit more than thirty five, but it's definitely not the next tier of 55 somewhere between there they're hefty all right how about a rookie this one of jacob middleton number to 399 you know he's one of the he's one of the best 100 rookies in the nhl this year nice what'd you say james i got it i got it 
okay. Century Momentous. Mike Madano. Going old school, number to 99. We have a Ooh. blue parallel, number to 35, of Mark Stone of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, go Kings, go. We have uh, an on-card autograph of rookie Ryan Kefner, number to 399 of the Detroit Red Wings. Did you know he's one of the top 100 rookies? (laughs) I'm sorry, Chris. Wherever you are, Chris, I, I do love you. Dylan Larkin, esteemed insert. And absolute boom. Century momentous. Team Usulani on card number two, five. Wow. Beautiful. That's a great looking card. Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Just not yet, right? What did he retire three years ago? Four years Something ago? like that, yeah. Wow. So yeah, I was going to say those autos. Century Momentous uh, autos look really good. There are also autos on those um, esteemed. We pulled an esteemed base. There are auto versions of that. And there are patch auto variations of the rookie autos. Um, so that's pretty cool. But, man, what a what a good-looking box. If you want to see some more good-looking cards from this, check out our website, gogts.net, and search for Stature. The sell sheet has a pick at the one-of-one one Connor McDavid black. Or Looks we can incredible. just open a second box. And hit the one-of-one one Connor McDavid black. <laughs> There's also frame variants and frame variant autographs. But, uh, yeah, let's open up the second box and see what else is in here. But come on, am I crazy or is that kind of like 100 of the top rookies? Yeah. Like that's a little funny, right? It is a little funny. Okay. Oh, I like, I, I just now got to see the actual opening. Um, I like the fact that the box is like, has that frame component too. I can't tell what's going on in this Twitch chat that I'm supposed to be looking at. I see nothing that says Ivan question oh I'm sorry guys I killed the joke now alright Scott Markman hopes we hit another top 100 rookie in this box we'll see Connor McDavid Blake Wheeler Oh, yeah, we got another top 100 rookie, Ilya Makavia. Nice. What's the number on it? 399. Oh, I mean, like, is it a jersey number? Is it a 01 of 399? You always got to check that. You always got to make sure. John Marino, green parallel, numbered to 149, another top 100 rookie. Whoa, we got another top 100 rookie. This one numbered to just 75 in the red version of Rem Pitlick for the Nashville Predators. Ooh, that's a beautiful card. These look like some good singles for hockey collectors to pick up if they aren't able to grab a box 
locally. Number three of 25, the esteemed insert. We have an on-card autograph of Eric Stahl. Ooh. Rookie Reliance insert number two, just 20, Joel Fabre. Ooh, that looks cool. Is that is the little mark on there? Is it like inset, or is it just printed to look inset? The gold frame is slightly embossed to make it look inset like that. Oh, Here's but it is a gold Light. frame. Yeah, rookie reliance Jacques Hughes, as well as another rookie reliance card. And this one of Nicholas Haig. Wow. A lot of look at a lot of different cards in these two boxes. A lot of color, a lot of splash. Pretty cool. Nice venture. Upper deck. All right, we'll give away the three autos we found. Team Usulani, rookie Ryan Kefner, and the stature esteemed insert of Eric Stahl, number to twenty-five. Three lucky winners from that box tonight are those two boxes all right back in the day absolute memorabilia baseball was one of my favorite products and uh they've dropped the memorabilia portion of the title many years ago just calling it absolute baseball we're looking for four autos and two memorabilia cards there's two packs 10 cards per pack should be Four hits in each box. That, or no, excuse me. Three hits in each pack. Oh, that's cool. I like the packaging. Little mini box action like many boxes all right our first look here at absolute baseball Sorry, I'm working on getting the tweet out for the last item because don't forget, in order to enter to win, you have to go to twitter.com and retweet. Um, retweet the tweets that we do up there for the show. So that that'll be up correct. in just a minute. Thank you, Ivan. Yeah, a little Mickey Mantle. Justin Verlander. Mr. Mondesi, not Raul. Uh, let's see, this one is number two, 199. Got a couple of inserts in the form of absolute heroes. 
Pete Alonzo. Rookie Roundup, Sam Hilliard. Uh, Jersey card, Rookie Materials, Jordan Alvarez. Wow, look at this. Tools of the trade. Six swatch auto number to 149 of Domingo Leba. Domingo Leba. Oh, that's cool on the absolute brand and our last card number to 99 uh, that sweet spot looking signature Cubs Adbear Elze number to 99 auto sweet spot so I don't know if that's what they're called. I know Upper Deck called them that back in the day. Yeah, but it looks like the sweet yeah, spot, yeah. so I think it's fair to it's fair to say that it's on. It's we'll game. go ahead and give the Pete Alonzo and the, the two autos away too. So all three cards. Pete Alonzo, Adbert Alzale, and Domingo Leba. Not Pete Alonzo, Jordan Alvarez. Did I say Pete Alonzo? If I did, my bad. You did. I thought I missed it during my tweeting. Because <laughs> I was like, I saw a Jordan relic. But, uh, all right. Excellent. Mike Trout, base. Sandy Alcantara, Mike Soraka, Shoei Otani, Raphael Devers, parallel number to 199, Absolute Legends, Nolan Ryan, Rookie Roundup, Yep, that's a little Boba Shet. Rookie Materials, Rico Garcia, numbered to 99. A little sweet spot action of Willie Castro, numbered to 149. And Boom! Speaking of Pete Rose, how about a dual swatch auto numbered to 10? Love it. Pete Rose card with his name on it. His name and two jersey swatches, an auto, tools of the trade numbered to just 10. So, uh, also in a Phillies uniform. Yeah, in a Phillies uniform. No less. Well, in a uniform that is the colors baby blue. And oh, it's a Phillies uniform. So we'll give red. away all three. Rico Garcia, Pete Rose, and Willie Castro. Cool. I like Absolute. Pete Rose, Willie Castro, 
Rico. Rico to 99. Got it. All right. So again, go to GoGTSLive on Twitter and retweet in order to enter to win. And let your friends know if they're not watching that we are on Twitch, live stream, uh, YouTube, Facebook, lots of other places to find us tonight. Sorry we are not on Periscope. Uh, but hopefully that'll be rectified by next week. We have a show next week, right, Rob? No more surprise nights off. I miss you too much when we do. Uh, yes, we have a show next week. Okay. Now, Ivan, we need some help with Chronicle Soccer, and I'll tell you oh. why. It's because oh. just some of the base cards are going for hundreds of dollars, and I don't want to just blaze by something and go, yeah, Rob just passed like a $400 card. Rob just passed a hundred dollar card. Well, there's a couple of a couple of reasons that make this tough. The first is Chronicles the brand is a combination of like 200 different brands from throughout the years. Um, the uh, problem is what's a case hit, what's a box hit, and what's just regular. Because uh, so Fuego I know is a pretty hot insert. So if you get a Fuego card, we're gonna want to stop there and at least look it up. But then the other problem is some of these, such as uh, Lionel Messi's uh, first ever historic ticket, because you know the playoff brand has the tickets that are so famous in other, in other sports. Well, soccer hasn't had playoff tickets in the past. So his base historic ticket is, like you said, a $100, $200 card, or at least it yeah. was the last time I checked. Yeah, um, There's even- another player, Takaf. Takaheshi uh, Takafusa Kubo, who's actually who I bought that Futura card of, and this is his first, uh, you know, licensed in these leagues card. He's had a few epic cards um, in the Japanese league, but yeah. So if we see him, it's a rookie card and it's pretty hot. So I'll do my best, but this is also a deep product from a checklist standpoint. So I'm not always 100% certain. So also remember if you're in the chat. Uh, and you know a little bit more about this. I see Dave Rowan, David Rowan is in there. He's great. He knows some stuff. So you guys also help us out. But, Rob, we will do our best as a team to get through this box. But I'm also insanely jealous. This is shot up in price since it came out. It's really hard to get. There's I can't even find um, breaks of it. They sell out way too quickly. Uh, Panini was selling it on their website for I think 200, maybe 240 in the Panini Direct program. Pre-sale was 200, and now you can't find a box under 400. So That's this crazy. is a pretty big break that we got going on here tonight. Yeah, there's uh, one player in particular. He was last week's Future Watch player profile for soccer, and uh, for whatever reason, the uh, taxonomy for that page is all messed up. And- one more thing I have to deal with tomorrow, apparently. But anyway, um, there's there is a uh, what do they call that art brand Panini does? King. Four Kings. Yeah, Kings. there's a Kings insert in here um, of a rookie, Tammy uh, Abraham. No, not him. Uh, last week's that is absolutely on fire. I mean, it's just a normal looking base card and it's selling for a couple hundred dollars. So, yeah, you really got to look. Um, well, remember, too, there's so actually I just looked at Tammy Abraham. There's level rookies in this. So there's like so they call it pitch kings instead of court kings. 
Yep. Pitch Kings. So a level four rookie of a guy is going to be crazy. Um, you know, there's some some prism variants in this contenders rookies, and that's just yeah. So all that to say, it's super super fun, and I'm really bummed that it's too expensive for me to open any anymore. <laughs> Uh, but hey, if you don't know what we, we mean by Future Watch also, uh, Future Watch is a column weekly across sports on GoGTS.net that gives you a preview and insight into some of these rookies you may not know. Like I just looked in this week's football one is LaVisca Chenault Jr., who I think is a bit of a sleeper in the second round to the Jaguars. Um, so you can learn a bit about him. So if you pull one of the cards of these guys, you don't know who they are, you can get some insight. Uh, soccer Future Watch is, or has been written by Dave Denholm, a, a professional soccer announcer, so he knows this stuff. Russ Cohen does the Hockey Future Watches, and if you've ever seen Russ on the show, he knows more about hockey than uh, Stanley himself. Um, Martin Montagna, rated rookie. Is he good? Martin Montagna. Uh, I don't know the name. Roberto... Firmino, Nick Pope, I know that name, rated rookie. So is Donruss <coughs> like the uh, the base for Chronicles? Is that what I'm seeing here? Kind of looks like it. Syed Kolasnik, Sam Byram, rated rookie. Eric Lamella, Joel Linton, rated rookie. Nathan Shalabah. Uh, press proof. Don Ross, number to 99. Harry Maguire. That kind of laser prism there. Lucas Dini, number to 99. Ooh. Just Blue knowing laser. it's a hold, hold that for me to get a picture of there. Okay, thank you. Yep. Red Laser, Shane Duffy. Uh, Prism card of Pablo Zablada. Reese James, Pitch Kings. Level three. Ooh. Reese James. So the level three art, too, if you've been following Project 2020, I'm pretty sure that that's actually Sophia Chang. I could be wrong, but dang, it really looks like Sophia Chang from the Court Kings. James Madison. That I've seen, and then from that card. Contenders rookie. And then numbered to just 50, we have a throwback threads card of Kevin Morales Everton. Kevin Morales Everton. Nice two-color. D. Rowan in the Twitch chat saying that level three pitch kings is a good one. Yeah, I was, I was guessing the same. The problem is the names are going by too quickly for me to Google them. Reese James. And who is the Linea, the number to 99 one? We had several. Let's the see. The blue, blue to 99. 
blue. I'm sorry, blue to 75. Lucas Digne, D-I-G-N-E. Reese James looks like he plays for Chelsea. All right, Chelsea. let's see. We have Gerard Marino. So the first mini box was predominated by Don Ross. This one's Panini brand. Jonathan Silva, rookie. Thomas Pena, rookie. Emerson, rookie. Carlos Baca. Ruiz Silva, rookie. I was going to say DX Flyers is saying, I'm excited for Chronicles NASCAR in August. Fernando Pacheco. I got to say. Roberto Torres. I'm a fan of the brand in general. I kind of got into it uh, with baseball two years ago, and I like what they've been doing as a as a product like this, where you can get a bunch of different stuff. Ooh, that looks, looks like a purple parallel number to 105 of Ruben Perez. Green parallel, unnumbered, but of Marco, uh, excuse me, Mark Barta. Green parallel of Denise, uh, Dennis Suarez. A level one pitch kings of Ferran Torres. And I know this guy's been a future watch player profile. If you want to learn more about Ansu Fate. His rookie ticket contenders card. And Fuego, Marco Rocco, Mark Rocca, Mark Rocca. And a jumbo jersey swatch, fabric of the game of. Diego Costa. Oh, most people would probably like that versus what I would like. But I thought somehow, somehow a Diego Rossi card, my favorite soccer player, had made its way in there when you said Diego so slowly. Um, but very cool there. Um, I'm going to the chat. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I thought that that Fati was a pretty big hit. And David Rowan, our soccer, better soccer expert than me for sure, um, agrees. So let's look that up real quick. Oh, yeah. 150, 180, 95, 150. Yep, that's not a bad hit at all. Non-autos. 
non-autos. I love it. All right. And this one is... It's just 17 years old. It's insane. And then the third box, emphasis on the Prestige brand. And here is Aaron Ramsey. Jeremy Boga. Rookie. Alicio Romaglia. Romaglia. Rookie Ernesto Torrerosa. Alexander Kolorov. Parallel, number to 199. Darko Lazovic, rookie. Looks like a cool, shiny, shiny this foil. One, number to 199. Miralem Pajanic. XR making a debut. Hamad Jr. Traoré. Ooh. And an auto, Diego Mardona. Woohoo! Number two, wow. just 90. That's a big one, right? There Fantastic. we go. Fantastic. All time legend. Diego Maradona, legend as a player and as a coach. Federico Francesco, rookie. Rude Goulet. It's not the first one we've pulled of Mr. Diego Maradona. Yeah, we had a pretty big hit, uh, number to 10 of Diego Maradona from a National Treasures box, I want to say, a few Did years we? back. I don't remember that, but I remember hitting a big Messi, and I was going to say we hit a Messi and a Maradona from Panini. Rookie. Yeah, we hit a Maradona. It, it was from a different product, but it was in the same, like, month. Because um, I remember Joe Fallon made fun of me for saying the same thing about Diego Rossi versus, uh, um, hey, wait, get, put that Lukaku back. What are you doing? You like that one? Yeah, you're going way too fast. These are the good ones. Slow down. Give the people what they want. Court kings. Pitch, pitch kings. kings. Sorry. Old habits no, die. No level on it because, what, he's not a rookie? Yeah, he's not a rookie, but still uh, well-regarded player. Contenders rookie ticket auto of Andre Sistania. Where's that? Where'd that go? Andre Sistania? Yeah. Yeah, like none of those last cards you gave me any time to take a picture of here. Just flying through. <laughs> Logistics. Oh, you said auto. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I said rookie ticket. You said rookie ticket auto. That's why That's why I wanted this picture. Throw it away. We don't need it. If there's no auto, we don't need it. Um, so, I do need the Maradona back, though. Well, that one I held up for plenty of time. No, you were, you were playing with the back. The back was held up. There we go. Thank you. So we'll give the Mardona away. We'll give that jersey away. Kevin Morales. We'll give the Reese James away. The Ansu Fate and the fabric of the game. Uh, whoever this guy is. Diego Costa. Okay. 
So, all right, yeah. did you get your soccer fix, Ivan? I got my fix, but I didn't get all my names. So the Reese James Pitch Kings, the Diego Costa Fabric of the Game, the Fati Ticket, the Diego Maradona. Those are the four that I have. What am I? Kevin missing? Morales Everton Throwback Threads. Gotcha. It's throwback Threads. So five total is what you got. Oh, let's see. I think so. Cool. One, awesome. two, three, four, five. Yeah. That stack's getting pretty big of giveaways, and we still have two boxes left. Rob, can you take a picture of the Maradona so we can put it on Instagram? Wonderful. Thank you. Yes, I can. I will remember to do that. All right. Let's see. Up next, we stick with the Chronicles brand, but we go from the pitch to the gridiron with Chronicles draft picks. Find three autograph cards in every box. I'm going to grab a quick picture of the um, Mardona here, though. It is beautiful. Too much of Ivan's face in that picture. That work? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm just now getting the tweet finalized and up. Um, but remember, go to twitter.com slash go GTS live to enter to win by retweeting. And you also you must be following us to win as well. Should be obvious, but uh, you got to make sure you follow us because the program we use to draw weeds out non followers. You got to sure follow you. us and you have to be watching to win. Yep, you're going to have to claim your prize in order to get it. So fun, fun box. Really good box there. All right. Draft Picks Football Chronicles. It had such a drab shell seat, uh, cell sheet with just this logo in white on brown. And then this super colorful box came out. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. Cards for pack. Michael Pittman Jr. on the Chronicles design. Rated rookie James Morgan. AJ Dillon. Brandon Ayuk. Rookie uncertified Joe Burrow. Antonio Gibson. Jalen Hurts. 
on the Phoenix design. And on the Chronicles design, Freddie Swan from the Florida Gators Auto. Very cool. Is this the same, uh, is it clear packs? Oh no, it's not clear packs like the other one. So there's six packs here, so we'll see if they all have the same sort of uh, Donruss optic base or if there's multiple different no, bases. Th this is more like the other Chronicles. The soccer was very unique in that mm -hmm. regard, how every mini box had a different kind of themed. Steven Montez, rated rookie. C.D. Lamb, the playoff design. Going to limited with T. Higgins. Absolute with Jerry Judy. Cheyenne O'Grady with the Crown Royal. Ooh, there you go, die cuts. I like it. LaMichael Perrin on the Spectrum. And Devin Duvernay on select. C.D. Lamb on Prestige. DeAndre Swift on Chronicles. Rated rookie Jack Breland. Elite for KJ Hamler. Antonio Gandhi Golden on XR. Chase Young gets the select treatment. Ooh, I like that card. Gonna be a beast. I'm calling it now. Zach Moss on the spectrum. And some guy's name I can't pronounce from the University of Missouri, number to 99 auto, Albert Okawoganabana. Okawoganab... Whatever. Hey, I tried. Jake Fromm on the Prestige Design. Chronicles, Isaiah Hodgins. DJ Dallas, rated rookie. Out of TCU, Jalen Regor on the Leaf Certified Design. Uh, Henry Ruggs, the third. I'm liking him on the Elite. Hunter Bryant, die cut. Crown Royal. Kind of cool story about that guy you just pulled, actually. The Alex uh, Ogwagunbanum uh, came to the United States at the age of 19 from Nigeria. So he's only been playing football for a few years. That's awesome. But uh, lots of people have high expectations for him. Question from the chat. Scott Markman are specific designs short printed in Chronicles. Short uh, answer, yes. Generally speaking, Chase Claypool. <laughs> now it depends across the 
across the different brands. Like we saw the Fuego is a little short, more short printed from the other. And unfortunately the sell sheets sometimes don't give us all that information. Um, there are downtown collegiate football cards, which fall an average of one per case. We do know that from the sell sheet. But other than that, there's 20 different sets. So sometimes it just takes breakers breaking, you know, enough cases of this that you start to see what only pops up a little bit versus what pops up all the time. So, Boom. Out of prism, Brandon Ayuk, our own Russ Cohen's really high on this guy. And we've got a jumbo-sized jersey swatch paired with an auto. Uh, on a, that's a prism number to 49. Beautiful hit. One to watch. Brandon Ayuk. Last pack. Brian Harrion. Jerry Judy. Justin Herbert on the XR design, Joe Burrow on the limited design, Steven Montez, die cut, KJ Hamler, fabric of the game, number to 299, Jared Pinckney, Spectra, and there he is, Tua Tagovola on the select really fun product for a player collector to chase all the different base cards of their favorite player still in their college uniforms it's pretty cool all right so we've got the uh the freddie swain the albert the brandon Ayuk, and from penn state Jersey swatch number to 299, KJ Hamler. All right. Tweet is already up and live, so hopefully you've been following us, twitter.com slash live, and retweeted for Chronicles draft picks, for Chronicles soccer, for stature hockey, and for absolute baseball. Enter to win all of those just by retweeting and following. It's not hard. It's not hard. It is Though, not hard. Rob, are we making it easier or harder in the near future? Uh, that's really, uh, I think, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. Because it's easier. It takes just a small bit really more easy. commitment, but it's going to be easier, right? All right. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't wait to tell them everything. I know, me too. Luminance. Luminance. 2020 NFL trading cards from Panini America. Ten cards per pack, four packs per box. Getting a hit in every pack. Three autos, one memorabilia card. Coming down to the wire with the number of products that we're still going to see the rookies in college uniforms. This is one of them. Who can't wait for Elite? This guy. Uh, right. Ooh, funky. 
who gets the uh, art? Carson Wentz. Buckle up. Here we go. Last box break of the night. Yeah. Rapsford weighing in. Philip Rivers. Mark Ingram II. Michael Thomas. Great photography on these cards. Baker Mayfield. Green Parallel. Eno Ben oh jeez. Let's see. Yeah, Eno Benjamin. Parallel number to 75. KJ Hill, rookie. Jordan Brooks, rookie. Seattle Seahawks. I do I do like that they at least put their uh the team they were drafted by there. That's good. Hey, that's a good start. Don't have to Google uh, that anymore. This has a really cool insert um, called Jersey Swap, which features dual pictures of players doing that infamous Jersey Swap after games, which also I'm hearing is going to be banned this year, possibly, because of germs. Terry Bradshaw, that's a good-looking card. Look at that. Lights out. There's no such thing as a good-looking Terry Bradshaw card. Come on. And a Jersey card, uh, the... Insert set's called Bright, and this is Nicole Harriman Jr. I like it. We'll go ahead and give that away. I know there's a lot of Chiefs fans. Ben Roethlisberger. Tyreek Hill. Look at this picture of Todd Gurley. Is that awesome or what? Joe is, Mixon, number to 299. I'd say overall, the thing that this set is really showing is great photography. Yeah. Subtle use of foil accents really adds a little pop. There's Derrick Henry. Congratulations on his new contract. Light speed. Javon Link, or Leak, excuse me. Von Jefferson of the Rams. Terrell Lewis, also of the Rams. And for the Green Bay Packers, number to 299, Daryl Stewart Jr. Rookie Daryl Stewart Jr. Miles Gardner, Miles Sanders, excuse me, Kenny Galladay, Adrian Peterson, Keenan Allen, Gold Parallel of Michael Pittman Jr., number to 250, Thaddeus Moss, Malik Harrison. Michael Strahan. 
Nice. That's cool. Henry Ruggs III. And numbered to just 100, rookie quarterback Jacob Eason. Colts. Correct. Last pack. It's not a bad hit for somebody that, uh, if you don't believe in Philip Rivers, Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Tyler Boyd, parallel Darius Leonard, number to 50. Parallel Kyler Murray, number to 99. Man, our Kyler Murray streak from last year continues into this year. James Prochi, rookie. There, Jacob Beast in the base. Bryson Hopkins. Oh, this is beautiful. Dynamic Julio Jones. Hmm. And Panini Luminance Year One Signature RPS Antonio Gandhi Golden Redemption. So it stinks to get a redemption, but to get an RPS, that's actually pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, so we'll give away all four of those hits. Nicole Harriman Jr., Daryl Stewart Jr., Jacob Eason, and Antonio Gandy-Golden. All right. Wow. That wraps up a look at our live box break segment tonight. Wraps up an hour of ripping product. Wow, awesome. Uh, So, yeah, be sure to uh, retweet the pin tweets. Stay tuned. Uh, At the end of the program, we will announce the winners. But in the meantime, let us update that poll question. A lot of traction, 385 votes. The final tally, Upper Deck, 63.4%. Panini, 30.6%. Leaf, 4.4%. Onyx, 1.6%. If you could grant one more trading card company an MLB license, who would it be? Excuse me. Panini falling second to Upper Deck, who takes the cake resoundingly. All right. Uh, how about, how about a little throwback Thursday kind of go GTS live style? Hmm. I don't know, Rob. How far back do you want to go? Mid nineties. Oh, oh, that's quite the journey for me. That's like, uh, that's like ride your bike to the card shop days. All right. Well, I'm, I'm willing to go there. (laughs) Cool. Thanks for joining me. Well, this past week, columnist Michael Clare wrote a great piece uh, for MLB.com, and I encourage all of you to go check it out, read the full article for yourselves. But some highlights and uh, using some of his own words. um, The topic was just simply too good not to talk about in some manner on the show this week. 
Uh, as he says in the article, during the baseball card boom of the 1990s, brands like Topps, Upper Deck, Fleer, and Donross, and scores of other smaller brands tried to one-up each other with promotions, gimmicks, to drive collectors wild and inspire them to gobble up boxes of new product. Well, Pinnacle only existed for seven short years, but they made quite an impression. That can't be right. Yeah. In that time, it quickly developed a reputation as one of the best among collectors for its impressive designs, sharp photographs, and intriguing inserts. That leads us to this. The Christie Brinkley Collection. You know it. In 1996, and as Claire says in his article, you will never see another set of baseball cards like this one. And quite honestly, we're lucky this set ever came into existence. Pinnacle reached out to supermodel, entrepreneur, and then photographer to shoot her own 16-card subset that popped up once in every 23 packs. Brinkley told MLB.com, when I got asked to do that, I thought, really? Because I've always been a big baseball fan. I couldn't believe my luck. Uh, Chipper Jones said to MLB.com, remember, a young Chipper Jones at the time, I think all my teammates were pretty jealous I got to do a photo shoot with Christy Brinkley. I've never seen all of my teammates show up at any of my other photo shoots. <laughs> I was obviously very young, and I'm sure some of the older teammates were like, wait, why does he get to do it with Christy Brinkley? Uh, another young player at the time, Jim Tomey, said it was unique and really cool because it was off the beaten path. It was not something that we were at all used to, and to be part of it now all these years later is really cool. Hmm. Plus, for a young, early 20s guy, think about it. Anytime a supermodel wants a picture, I think you do it. Well said, Jim. Lori Goldberg, who was then the vice president of public relations for Pinnacle brand, said in the July 1996 issue of Pinnacle magazine. Yes, trading card companies used to have their own magazines. Quote, she did her homework. She came up with special setups for every single player and gave us a list of props probably the most extensive list of props we've ever used for the shoot in Florida. Hmm. So what was Brinkley's favorite card in the set? And this story was a bit lengthy, so I encourage you to read the whole thing. But she says in the article, I think my favorite, though, was Albert Bell. Pinnacle told me Albert Bell never smiles. If you can get Albert Bell to smile, we'll pay you twice the amount. So I thought, oh, boy, how am I going to do this? And she tried several things, which, as I said, you can read in the article before recruiting her son, Jack. And the rest is history. Wow. And yes, Brinkley even got her own card in the set. Like I said, be sure to check out the article to see all the other cards in this classic, quirky, and memorable set from a bygone era. And that's Throwback Thursday. That's pretty cool. Awesome to get the takes from the individuals that were involved um, to be able to reach out to baseball players and not only have them remember... Like, not only have them give their opinion, but actually remember, oh, I remember that baseball card, especially at arguably the height of the junk wax era. 
that they could create something that memorable. But I'm still stunned. Like the you started off, Pinnacle was only around for seven years because they seem like such an iconic right piece of my collecting wheelhouse. Um, and they were responsible for so many unique technologies being yep. you know that became employed. So wow, fun little throwback Thursday there. I just Great I job, I, I give it thumbs up to Michael Clare. I mean, to be able to track down um, Lori Goldberg, former VP at Pinnacle, and then all the players and Christy herself, just absolutely great. And uh, like I said, if if you're a baseball card collector from that era or love 90s stuff, go read it on MLB.com. All right, um, let's take a look at what's going to be hot in the shop next week with uh, new releases, uh, either at your LCS online retailer or favorite breaker. It's uh, not a ma um, matter of quantity next week as it is quality because there are four solid products coming out next week, and we kick things off with 2020 Topps Sterling Baseball Cards. All right, so check it out. You're going to get one autographed relic card signed on card number two, just 25 or less, plus one unique relic card or autographed relic card numbered one of one in every box returning from a 10-year hiatus one of the ultra premium forefathers in the hobby top sterling is back the configuration is eight boxes with two packs one card Look for themed mini boxes upon opening the Sterling Master Box. You're going to find two themed mini boxes are revealed. These boxes will have an autograph relic card or unique relic card that fits the theme printed on the box. What are the themes? World Series champions, Yankee greats, MVP award winners, tops rookie cup recipients, and more. So, yeah, that autograph relic card, nine, number to 25 or less, is going to be signed on card. Look for Sterling Seasons, Strikes, Sterling, Players and Their Greatest Seasons, the game's greatest pitchers and hitters, all immortalized on cardboard that feature on-card autographs. Parallels, blue with three relic pieces, number to 10, red with four, silver mm. with five. Sterling sets, dual and triple Sterling Splendor Jumbos for those jumbo size patch cards paired with on-card autographs. And so then what's up with these unique relic cards and the one-of-ones? Tons. Jersey letter patch cards, pat knobs, autograph bat knobs, bat nameplates, autograph bat nameplates, cut signatures, legendary relics, and more. Um, unfortunately, we probably won't be receiving this as Topps is still not, <laughs> is still working out of the office. But uh, shop vicariously through your favorite breaker if you can't afford it, because there's going to be some booms coming out of this product. You can guarantee it. Top Sterling. Rob, we've got one of my favorite products year in, year out, hitting hobby shelves this next week in 2020 Upper Deck Goodwin Champions trading cards. In fact, if I can ask, can we get someone from Upper Deck, uh, one of the product managers, to talk about building this product? Because if sure. you don't know, this product is always eclectic. It's a collection of athletes across multiple sports as well as historical and uh, modern figures and some very, very, very fun, unique chases. 
including uh, for case hits this year, there are Sea Creatures manufactured patch cards. There's one of those per case. And three Cat Collection manufactured patch cards. Now, those types of inserts also have different levels of rarity. So you want to make sure you use GoGTS.net, which has the checklist on there. So if you pull a card from one of these chases, you can look up if it's the rare one, the less rare one, so on and so forth. There are also vintage stamps this year. There are Aesop's Fables uh, illustration relics, which are actually... Um, Illustrated within the card, along with single panel and dual panel sketches. Uh, Michael Jordan. You can get Michael Jordan relics in this. Where else are you going to find those? And then, of course, autographs with names like Ben Simmons, Wander Franco, Jason Dominguez, LeBron James on a signature kick. Big, chunky, exquisite branded pieces of uh, sneaker from some of your favorite athletes. Goodwin Champions is going to be hot in the shop this next week. Check it out from Upper Deck. Yeah, it is. And then we go back to the diamond. Uh, Panini's going to release 2020 Donruss Optic Baseball cards, delivering two autos plus 10 prisms and 20 inserts in every box. Look for a ton of on-card autographs, ultra-rare inserts, and hot boxes. Hmm? Yes, four hot boxes in every case and there's 12 boxes in a case so one in three boxes is going to be hot and there's two different types autograph hot boxes will contain five autos and prism hot boxes will contain 20 numbered parallels that's fun Two autograph cards in every box, highlight signatures, an on-card autograph set featuring guys like Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, and more. Rookie, excuse me, rated rookie signatures, more on-card autos from 61 players who represent the next wave of exciting young talent. Rated prospects, another on-card autograph set made up of 20 players soon to take the league by storm. And more on-card autos of top rookies and prospects like Jordan Alvarez, Gavin Lux, Bo Bichette, and more. Tons of great inserts and subsets. Retro 1986, The Rookies, All-Stars, Diamond Kings, Stars and Stripes, Ultra Rare, Fort Knox, Ultra Rare, and more. 14 parallels and a 200-card base set means a lot of chase for player and team collectors when this hits stores next week. And then rounding out the week, uh, it's a little bit of a unique product, but man, this one is really fun and really packed for some of the smaller manufacturer products that we see. 2020 Historic Autographs Big League Photos. So if you've been looking for some new photos for your man cave, your office, your new home office, whatever it may be, well, each case of this product is going to have 12 boxes, and or 12 cases, 12 boxes, yes, sorry. And each box is going to have 12 autographed photos in it. So this is almost like a, a breaker's dream. Uh, each box is guaranteed to have one Hall of Famer, and each case will include a baker's dozen box with 13 signed 8x10 photos instead of the 12 promised. Uh, all autographs in this product, all autographs, are authenticated PSA or BAS, Beckett Authentication Services. Um, so it's loaded with Hall of Famers, stars, and fan favorites, including Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio, Tony Gwynn, Kirby Puckett, Sandy Koufax, and get this, 
more than a dozen authenticated Mickey Mantle autographs. Um, and also they are packed out in a uh, Mylar bag with a chipboard backer along with their authenticity sticker and matching certification card. So check this out if you're looking for some new decorations or you just want to chase those Mickey Mantles. 2020 Historic Autographs Big League Photos this week. And that's a look at what's going to be hot in the shop. Be sure to visit your LCS online retailer and or favorite breaker. All right. Uh, we're going to put Ivan to work to pull a bunch of winners for a stack of cards tonight. Um, but check this out. One of the things that I get really excited about is both a marketer and a collector is when a trading card manufacturer partners with their respective league to deliver quality content that creates awareness and product education. Upper Deck has done just that with their brand new nightly segment on the NHL network called Unwrap It. Here was the debut segment. Watch this, we'll be back to announce the winners. Time to unwrap the Penguins Canadian series with the help from our friends over at Upper Deck. And we got the pack right here, so let's unwrap this thing, pull out a few cards, and talk about how these players can impact this qualifying round. The one two punch of Sidney yeah. Crosby of Kenny Malkin. When healthy, two of the best at their craft. Seems like they're healthy right now with the long layoff. How do you think they impact this series? Well, they're impactful players in any series, especially when the other team doesn't really have an answer. And, and you know, when you're talking about the Montreal Canadiens, they don't really have a quote unquote high end number one center. So it's going to be a lot, a lot of responsibility on the plate of a guy like Philip Deneau. You know, there's a lot of responsibility. A guy that needs to provide offense for Montreal, but also needs to try to shut these two down. I'm, this is very intriguing to me because these two guys rested, well-rested, not banged up. We haven't seen it too much in either of their careers. This might be one of the first times they're both not banged up and have had this long rest, so it'll be interesting to see the way Malkin and Crosby come into this series. It was the Sub-Zero Sydney Crosby card, so Mortal Kombat. Yes. Finish him! <laughs> Who knows? They Could might finish him. They might the finish him. Of five series. All right, up next, um, ooh, the unboxing wasn't going too good there. This is a very thick card, by the way. It's got like fabric that. from Ryan Paling. That's cool. You gotta like what you sure. saw from him in his NHL debut. Yeah. He had a hat trick and scored the uh, shootout game winner in his NHL debut. Oh, what have you seen from Ryan Paling in his rookie season that makes you think he could have an impact positively on this series? Well, we know about his pedigree as far as scoring goals. You just said he scored a hat trick in his debut. Is that so good? That, that seems pretty good. It's pretty legit. Uh, you know, I think Austin Matthews did something like that as well. So, uh, you know, a that, that's but here's the thing I love those jersey cutouts on the on the cards as well but these are the things for for Montreal that they have to have going the young guns they got to play without thinking they just got to shoot the puck they got to get involved offensively don't look at it as the Stanley Cup playoffs have nerves come into play because you're playing against a very veteran laden team in Pittsburgh so these young guns like him We'll see what they bring because they could be a difference. Young, youthful legs. Montreal Canadiens have a little bit more of that than the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. So, uh, last but not least, in the unwrapping, Max Domi. Uh, we don't know if he's going to factor right. into this series because he's already come out and announced he's going to take seven to ten days to decide whether or not he will join his teammates. Max Domi, of course, uh, underlying health conditions coming into this one. What do you think if he is healthy? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a tough one right there because you know Max Domi's an absolute gamer. He wants to play no matter what, but this is so important to 
to, to take your health and, and uh, in a serious manner. So we'll see how things unfold with Max Domi. But this guy has to lead this team. If he's playing in this series, again, you have a very veteran-laden team in Pittsburgh that's been through the grind. Max Domi is in a leadership position on this team. He plays with spunk. He plays with energy. He's got to get it done on both sides of the ice and be a thorn in the Pittsburgh Penguins' side. So he plays a huge role in this series. All right, uh, and they will certainly miss him if he decides not to play in this matchup as well. Again, 7 to 10 days, Max Domi going to decide whether or not he joins his teammates. When the playoff bracket came out, a lot of people saw Penguins-Habs could be an upset by Montreal based on one factor, goaltending, Carey yeah. Price. When he's at the top of his game, none better at that position. Do you agree with that statement that Carey Price could stand on his head and win this series single-handedly or no? I don't because... I agree with you on Carey Price. I mean, this is one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. I really do think he was that good. I don't think he always had a team and still even to now that would complement his goaltending skills and his dominance. But I haven't seen a dominant Carey Price in a long time. So how do you really dial it up all of a sudden? Is he a good goalie? Can he steal it? The best thing that they have going for them is the five-game series. Um, I, I just don't think he's that goalie anymore. I actually don't think there's that big of a difference between the goaltending matchup between the two teams. Uh, a lot of people might disagree with that. Decision to be made on the other side, though. Yes. Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jari, Matt Murray. you don't know which way they're going to go with this, but both of these guys have shown dominance, uh, dominance in recent years. You which know? way would you roll right now? I'd have to go with Matt Murray because he's won Resume? two cups. Yeah. He's won two cups for you. He's been through it. Although, that's tough because Tristan Jari has been the better goalie this year. Without a doubt. How does so the layoff very affect quick. the goaltending position? I know you didn't play that, but how do you think it affects that goaltending position? Harder than the position players? I think you find it out pretty quick. You find it out in the way that the, since training camps are open, you, you, you're watching them very closely, very closely. So I think it could be a lot of these teams that have these decisions to make. Every practice, there's a little bit of pressure on these guys yeah. because you want the hot hand, and you're going to go with who's hot because whoever is hot – can get, put you on this nice little run. Uh, so this is uh, that's a position that I think is a little closer than what people would say if we were comparing the two positions. The, the, for me, this series, what makes it very lopsided for the Pittsburgh Penguins, because I think a lot of times we like to go 12-5 in NCAA basketball. Yeah. That's the upset. That's, I just don't see it happening day, here. I don't see it happening here because of the D. And let's take really? a look at the D, because when you compare the D core, this is actually, to me, the nuts and bolts of this series, it, it's not close. Wow. You got Shea Weber. That's a significant drop. I'm a big fan of Ben Sherratt and Jeff Petrie, but I just don't think you look at the games played right there in the playoffs. Slatan has a, more than anybody in the top six for Montreal. It's huge. And then when you're looking, and I firmly believe this, when you have Chris Latang, uh, Justin Schultz, and John Marino all on three separate pairs, that's that's intense. Not many teams can ice that kind of a lineup. I mean, you've got three elite puck-moving, offensive-driven defensemen on all three pairs. There's no, there's no off. So that means every single shift that Evgeny Malkin's out there, Sidney Crosby's out there, Jake Gensel's out there, all these guys that are out there, they're out there with an offensive-thinking defenseman. And I just think that that's where... The series will be won by the Pittsburgh Penguins, mostly, is is probably from the decor. All right. And you did mention Jake Gensel. If we had his player card, it'd be wrapped in $20 bills. Because that guy, playoff time, is money. Yes, he is. He's been incredible so far in his young NHL career. Coming up next on NHL Tonight, we head out west and check in on the Vegas Golden Knights. Phase three starting today. 
Gary Lawless is there. He'll break down their team and their chances next. Unwrap is presented by Upper Deck. UpperDeckEPAC.com lets you buy, open, and collect your favorite hockey cards from anywhere at any time. Get a free pack every day just for logging on. Visit UpperDeckEPAC.com today. How awesome is that? Pretty cool. And that's like nightly. So uh, I love that. Anyway. I know okay. lots, of us, lots of us in the hobby have been saying there's, there's a market for it. You know, the more companies, uh, the more companies, the more leagues realize, you know, hopefully like that MLB license info from earlier, like the league should be promoting it. You know, yeah. it's good, good stuff. I haven't played NHL, the NHL, uh, which, what's the game? NHL 2K or? Oh, it's the best EA sports. Yeah. I haven't NHL. played that in a while, but do they advertise upper deck like on the boards? They have. That has been part of it. They, oh, they okay. also had a more extensive agreement in the past. All right. Twitch subscribers. I Ooh. forgot that I was going to be gone uh, the early part of the week when James was available to do a Twitch bonus break for you guys so next tuesday 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific just for twitch subscribers old and new hint hint we are going to do absolute memorabilia or absolute baseball. Just a whole treasure chest of stuff there, Rob. Luminance football. Wow. Legacy football. Wow. With all the hits going to just Twitch subscribers because subscribing should have privileges. And we've been a little bit lax. So thank you for your continued support. It really makes a huge difference for us. And so uh, it's time to get back to you guys. So Tuesday, yeah. uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, if you want to watch. The great thing about being a Twitch subscriber when we do these Twitch-only breaks is that you don't have to be watching to win. Okay? So don't feel obligated or screwed or anything like that. But for the regular show, we want you to watch because, as you saw, it was packed with great content tonight. Um, Ivan, I've got 22 cards to ship Saturday morning. You do. I've got 22 people for you to ship them to. Well, sorry, I've got 21. You've got 21 cards to ship. And one oh, yeah. code to and email. And one to email. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to save you a little bit on that. Um, but that also brings us back to the Twitch and what the subscriptions help with. Uh, you do the math. If you've ever sent out a bubble mailer with tracking, you know that 22 packages a week is kind of costly. Uh, and so Twitch subscribers, the reason we like to give back to you is because we do get a very small, it's like $2 a month per subscription. But hey, it really, really helps offset a little bit of that shipping cost. And if you are an Amazon Prime member, you actually get one free Twitch subscription anyway, so it might not cost you anything. There are details on GoGTS.net, our website, for how you can do that. So just another little encouragement on that side. Uh, you can join the winner's circle even when we're not live on the show through that. It's kind of funny. Someone just tweeted us. Can someone tell me why GoGTS Live does bonus stuff just for Twitch users? Well, I think I just did, didn't I? 
Did I sort of explain it? It's because we do get a little something from you for being a Twitch subscriber, and it helps Rob clean out his closet or treasure chest. Yeah, some of our Twitch subscribers actually pay money to subscribe to the channel. Mm -hmm. Others use their free subscription through Amazon Prime. Um, we've had people gift. We've had some incredible uh, viewers that gift subscriptions to other viewers. Hey there. I'm sorry. I really need to buy a new door. My children broke the lock on my office door during uh, quarantine. So we might get kicked off of Twitch for some incredible, handsome sons. <laughs> Logan? Is it Logan? So, yes, that's why. Uh, yeah. That is why. Yep. Yeah, nothing to, nothing to hide about it, but we do really appreciate it, and it, it <laughs> doesn't pay for shipping, but it offsets it a little. That said, you don't have to pay anything to be part of this giveaway right now. All you have to do is retweet and follow us on GoGTS Live to enter, and be watching now, because the third step is you have to claim your prize if you hear your name called. So how you claim your prize is you email us. GoGTSLive at GoGTS.net. Very simple. The name of the show at the name of the website. Email us your name, your mailing address, your Twitter handle that we call out, and what you won. Make it really easy for our shipping department, that guy right over there, to line up everything that he has to line up on his weekend, taking some time out to ship you free stuff. So, that said, we have 22 incredible hits to give away tonight. Lots of fun, free stuff for all of you. Starting off with the Ryan Kuffner autograph from Stature Hockey. That's going to Care Bear Carry S. Care Bear Carry S. Congratulations, Care Bear. Your name just makes my heart warm. I like that. Uh, next up is the uh, Eric Stahl auto. Not my Jordan Stahl, who uh, spent some... some uh, good time, uh, whatever. Um, but the Eric Stahl auto is going to Clips Ducks. Clips Ducks. wonder if they're an Anaheim Ducks fans or an Oregon Ducks fans. Who knows? But Clips Ducks, you won that autograph. And then, oop, from the Anaheim Ducks, Timu Solani auto numbered to just five is going to Andy417. Congratulations, Andy417. 417. That is a beautiful hit right there. Absolutely love that. Thank you, Upper Deck, for sending us some stature to preview. Looking really good. Next up, we are going to Absolute Baseball. Very cool product here. And first off, we hit that Jordan Alvarez jersey card. That is going to Zach LaHaye. Congratulations, Zach LaHaye. Next up is the Adbert Alzale from the Chicago Cubs. That's going to Katan Joseph. Katan Joseph, congratulations. And then that six-piece uh, six Domingo Leyva autograph is going to Ryan Gavoni. Ryan Gavoni, Ryan G, congratulations on that. Oh, but wait, there's more. Remember, we opened more Absolute. I forgot for a second until I looked at my chart. But this is where the big hit comes in. Starting off, though, first with that Rico numbered to 99 relic. That's going to Kids Case Breaks. Congratulations, Kids Case Breaks. The Willie Castro sweet spot is going to Are You Frantic Maniac? 
Answer is yes. Uh, but Willie Castro's uh, autograph on the sweet spot is going to Are You Frantic Maniac? And then the Pete Rose numbered to just 10 is going to Denny Sports Cards. Congratulations, Denny Sports Cards, one of our watchers for five years now. Happy to see you get a good win there. Uh, that said, that's only half the winners. Not even. I've got 12 more to give away. Uh, we are on to the pitch now with the Kevin Morales throwback threads. That's going to Jay, by the way. Congratulations, Jay, by the way, for wearing, winning that soccer threads card. The Diego Costa fabric uh patch card is going to George Pridemore 2. Congratulations, George. The Reese James Pitch Kings is going to JSL JSLNE Tweet. JSLNE Treat. JSLNE Treat. Tweet. I don't know how you pronounce it, but congratulations on that level 3 Reese James Pitch Kings. Ooh, I don't know which of these is bigger. Are you a prospector or are you a veteran chaser? Well, if you like Hall of Fame autographs, Diego Maradona auto numbered to 10, that's going to one and only to fall guy. To 90. <laughs> numbered to 90. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, it's numbered to 90. It's not worth anything. Just give it back to us. Um, I'll take it. Um, that's going to one and only fall guy. But if you're a prospector, if you like that that chase, the fatty, uh, Ansu Fati ticket, Contenders rookie ticket is going to Astros Fan 78. Congratulations, Astros Fan 78. Man, I had fun with Chronicle Soccer. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Panini. All right, next up, uh, um, this is Contenders Draft Picks Chronicles. Chronicles, Chronicles Draft, draft picks, picks Collegiate Football. Yeah. Collegiate Football. Sorry, lots of words there, and I just wrote yes. down the names of the cards, so I was getting it mixed up with the next one. Uh, the KJ Hamler jersey is going to Asperger's Kids. Congratulations, uh, Mom, for winning that one. Asperger's Kids, the KJ Hamler jersey. The Freddie Swain autograph is going to BD Cards 8. BD Cards 8. You get that Freddie Swain auto. The Alex Ogwagbonum is going to Fox Bowl 330. Hey, Joe, good to see you, man. Uh, Albert Ogwagbonum going to Fox Bowl 330. And then the Brandon Ayuk is going to one of the many Chris's that watch. Christopher George 6. Congratulations, Christopher George 6 on the Brandon Ayuk autograph number 249. And then finally, we have Luminance, which, man, I love just the base photography on those cards. Yeah, Looking good no, this year. no doubt. Uh, but we've got our patch card, the McCole Hardman uh, Luminance. That is going to Mr. Oz 8270. Mr. Oz 8270. The Daryl Stewart Jr. autograph is going to the real Brizzo. Wait, was it really Brizzo? Did Brizzo really win? Are Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo watching the show right now? Well, the real Brizzo won that Daryl Stewart Jr. autograph. The Jacob Isom uh, quarterback quarterback autograph is going to Ricky Bobby of two. And then we mentioned there's one card we're not shipping, uh, but it's a pretty big hit. The RPS of Antonio Gandy Golden. That's going to another Christopher. Chris Brown won. Congratulations, Chris Brown won. I know you watch week in, week out and tweet us on the off days. Hey, we like that. Uh, glad to see your name pop up today in the randomizer. You won the Antonio Gandy Golden RPS Redemption. 
Boom. You got enough work to do over the next two days, Rob? Yep, it's okay. Happy to do it. Because you know why? Because this show is for you guys. And if you weren't watching, we wouldn't have a show. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks to Tracy Hackler for uh, helping us out with a Panini Break of Palooza. Chris Carlin for making sure we're on the quick ship list for the brand new just released Stature Hockey. Uh, James Gale behind the scenes taking care of business. Ivan Lovgren working hard as always. Uh, thank you, sir. And we will be back with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show next week. But you know what to be doing in the meantime. Always be collecting. Buying cards. For James Gale, Ivan Lovgren, I'm Rob Bertrand. You've been watching Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.